You're listening to Spotlight On. I'm your host, Bevan Burnell, and today's Spotlight is on off-book antics. I'm so excited to have in the studio with me today, Caroline Casey, the founder and director of Off-Book Antics. Welcome, Caroline. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. I have headphones on and it feels really cool. Yeah, and, and I know that this is your first time doing a podcast, so I'm really excited for you. You're a PVPA senior you're focusing in theater. How's that all going for you? It's crazy. It feels like I shouldn't be a senior. I love PVPA so much. How long have you been going to PVPA for? I've been going since seventh grade. Awesome. So, yeah. Great. So when did you decide to focus on theater? Um, in elementary school, we had a fifth grade play. And when I did that was when I was like, yeah, yeah. What was the play? <laughs> the play was, it was called... Wind of a Thousand Tales. Okay. I, it was like this kid has a bunch of dreams and it's like the dream sequence and there's a duck and the duck goes on a boat and we sing a lot of songs. Okay. So great. <laughs> but it inspired you. It yes, did, it did. It got you going with your theater passion. And tell me a little bit about Off Book Antics. What is this exciting group that you have going on? Yeah. So Off Book Antics, it started with the intent of doing just one standalone production, which was The Bald Soprano by Eugenie Inesco. I got a bunch of friends together and we were like, this is a super fun play. Let's do it. And then in the weeks leading up to the show, during tech and all that jazz, when we started getting a lot of community excitement and a lot of people reaching out and being like, DMing us on Instagram and being like, can I usher? Can I tech in some way? Was when I was like, oh, this could be a thing. This could be a a thing that involves more people. And now we have Off Book Antics, which is a theater company. So That's awesome. You did your first show. You said The Bald Soprano. And that was that last June, you said? Yes, it was in June at the Northampton Center for the Arts. Okay, and how many performances did you guys have? We had two. We had a night and then a matinee. And does the Northampton Center of the Performing Arts cut you a deal? Do they sponsor shows in any way? Because I know you're a new student-run organization. So how do you guys get your funding? We get our funding. We raise all of the money ourselves. So we sell sell merch, which you can't see, but I'm wearing it right now and it looks fabulous. It does look fabulous. (laughs) Yeah, so we sell merch. We, most of the fundraising is from ticket sales. We mm-hmm. rely on that a lot. We also have some community sponsors. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's mostly, yeah, ticket sales and merch. That's great. And how many students are involved in your productions? We had, so our last one was six students with about five techies and a few usher students. And our next production, we're hoping to get a lot more people involved. We're having auditions this week Mm -hmm. at Bombix's Center for Arts and Equity in Florence. So we're hoping to get as many people involved as possible, techies, artists, actors, anything arts related. We can find a place to put it in the show because it's going to be a collection of scenes and monologues with ensemble crafted transitions. So instead of having a solid defined script in front of us, we can really add in anything that we want. So whatever talent you have, we want to see it. If you can tap dance, if you can play any instruments, we'll find a place to put it in the show. A lot of it is going to be devised. So we have a few 
favorite scenes and monologues that I've picked out. And then once we get the cast together, we're going to all collect our own personal favorite scenes and monologues and okay. then find a bunch that really work together and complement each other nicely, rehearse those. And then once we have the nitty gritty of the scenes done, then we're all going to find an order for them and then make transitions between them. That's a nice idea. That's a great idea. So it's like a showcase of monologues, but they've been woven together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're planning on doing the performances in the spring of 2024? Yes, we're doing March 22nd and 23rd. It's a Friday and a Saturday at the Northampton Center for the Arts. That's awesome. And how frequently will you be having rehearsals is this a once a week thing a few times a week once you audition what's the process going to be like yeah so rehearsals since we're starting rehearsals in october for a show in march and since the format is individual scenes and monologues for the first three or so months of rehearsals it's going to be a lot of individualized work and a lot of meeting up with your scene partner and breaking down the scenes with help from me to sort of guide the actors in the right direction so you're the like the central director of this i'm i'm the director so i have the final say but i find that we have a lot more fun when everyone feels like they have a little piece of themselves in the show so like okay for example with the bald soprano how, how I like to do it is I do skeleton blocking as fast as possible and then we run the, the show so that we can start playing because when you're running the show is when you really get to let all the shenanigans rip. So skeleton blocking and then I just sort of invite everyone to try whatever and we do a lot of theater exercises and games to loosen everybody up to be able to play. I can't laugh because I can't disrupt the actor's run, but most rehearsals I was holding back tears laughing because they just do ridiculous things. And then we find what ridiculous things we want to keep to set those in stone and then keep playing some more. That's really fun. So for people listening that are not really in the know with theater, what do you mean by skeleton blocking? Skeleton blocking. Okay, so... (laughs) It means it means you enter from this side, you're gonna sit around this time, we'll choreograph any sort of thing where characters are touching, like handshakes, hugs, whatever, any sort of... We had, well, <laughs> we did have two characters who had a secret handshake, that was fun. <laughs> um, so any sort of thing that sort of has to stay the same every time. Right, and then, yeah. and then the actors are free to kind of move around those yeah. parts. Yeah. So, so it gives them a lot of freedom to create. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. So like we had a scene where it's four characters all just sitting around a table having tea with British accents, having a jolly good time. And I choreographed some moments where like, they would cross their legs at the same time, stuff like that. But then the rest of it was just them experimenting. And we found like, (laughs) during one rehearsal, this actor, she, she, she stacked all of the teacups on top of each other and then they all fell (laughs) and spilled water everywhere. And yes, we're keeping that. And then we also discovered that 
we had an actor that was weirdly talented at gulping really loudly. <laughs> so like, like there, there's a moment in the scene where there's a really awkwardly long pause and then we just had him gulp. So in moments like those That's fun. Um, arise I think from sometimes the people play. Both yeah. think, oh, you know, the director's supposed to just tell you where to go and how to do it. And that's really not what it is. And that's why it's called a play. You get yes. to play around with it while yes. you're figuring out how you're going to perform it for the audience yes i think that it's my job to just take the best idea in the room so even if it goes against anything that we've already pre-planned if we're bawling our eyes out laughing we're gonna keep it yeah i agree it's a collaborative process it's definitely not like a dictatorship in a play you've got to and you're right the cast may have some really great ideas and when they contribute them you should use them it can't just be the director's view on it it's a team thing also that's how people really find their characters Mm -hmm. is when like i said before when they're doing something that they feel like has a part of themselves in it absolutely yeah. that's that's you know that's the way to make it relatable as a character even if it's an off-the-wall zany character full of shenanigans as you might say right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so who can audition for the show on september 27th what what's the age range yeah we're looking for any passionate artists in the age range of 14 to 18 and it doesn't matter if you've done theater before or if you've never even, if you, if you don't even know what stage left and stage right is. <laughs> we try to make off-book antics as welcoming as possible for new theater makers. That's something that I think is really important because especially in this age range when we're high schoolers, especially high schoolers who have gone through the pandemic and have cringe culture of social media in our bones, yeah. it's so easy to get freaked out by trying a new thing especially mm-hmm. something like theater where it's so vulnerable where like your job is to make a fool out of yourself on stage so I, or expose I really, yourself emotionally right like if you're doing a drama like yeah, you can really yeah. be exposing yourself i teach theater as you know and teaching newer actors it's like that you know you have to ease them into it it takes a lot of time yeah. to get them to trust the process you know so we're entering our fifth week of school and I have brand new actors that are are just now feeling Mm -hmm. comfortable talking in front of the class but that's great it always you gotta take baby steps to get there yeah and isn't it so beautiful to see someone come into rehearsal who had never done theater before and then just see them have a blast on opening night yeah absolutely yeah or they're like didn't think that they could ever do it and then there they are doing it it's so cool when they can i have this student now she was like i didn't sign up for this class i don't want to do this i this is giving me anxiety and i was like but if you trust me and I work with you little by little, mm-hmm. you'll feel comfortable getting in front of people. I don't think she's going to audition for a play, but she did do a scene in front of the class the other yeah, day. Yeah. So maybe next year she'll audition, but maybe not this year, but at least she's up there now. She's not glued to her seat and she's laughing and having a good time. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's about. That's It's about experience exploring your own self, gaining yeah. some confidence and feeling comfortable interacting with other people. Yeah. If that's what you get out of the ba- basics of theater, that's awesome. Yeah. But it sounds like you have a really good opportunity for people to like build really solid relationships within your group mm-hmm. too. Yeah, so I emphasize anyone listening to this, if you think that you can't audition for off-book antics because you've never done theater before, you're wrong. Audition, I want to see you there. Yes, but definitely. Yeah, our cast was our cast was very close. Yeah. That's great. And so it sounds like you were all, some of you are theater 
students and theater people already, so you'll be doing your own other productions for school throughout the year. So this is kind of paced out in a way that people can kind of juggle both or no? Yeah, it is. So how I like to do it is what I'm doing for this one is with the audition form, we have people are checking boxes of when they're available and then compiling a cast based off of who has whose availability overlaps the best Mm -hmm. like if we have a group of people who are all available on thursdays that would work well Mm -hmm. stuff like that like yeah also i do a lot of shows too so we try to make it as flexible as possible so we don't have a a solid day that we rehearse on every week with our last show it wasn't like we would rehearse on wednesdays sort of varied week to week Yeah, that sounds like it's more flexible. So it will accommodate a lot of busy theater student schedules. Plus, the format you're doing this year is even more flexible, right? Because people can rehearse in smaller groups or even individually at times. So that sounds really cool. Yeah. We aim to get one to two rehearsals per week. And we still end up doing that in a flexible way, which is awesome. That's great. And where are your rehearsals going to be? Our rehearsals are going to be either at... Bombix's Center for Arts and Equity, Northampton Center for the Arts, or the South Hadley Library, depending on what group we're working with that day of rehearsal. Well, that sounds really great. And how do people find out more information? We have handy-dandy new fancy website at offbookantics.org. Great. And you're on Instagram, too, at offbookantics, right? Yes, yes. You'll see that when you open our website, you will immediately be greeted with a spit take of one of our actors oh. <laughs> spitting at his tea oh, on stage. Oh, lovely. We love that. So we are going to audition in Florence on yes. September 27th. You are going to. For Off Book Antics. And you're going to tell all your friends, right, everybody? Yes, you are. You are going to tell all your friends that all of the information they can find is on the auditions page of our website. You'll find audition monologues, tips for preparing your monologues, and where you can sign up for a time slot. Do people have to be off book, which means memorized completely for the audition? Um, I encourage you being off book because it will help you feel more confident about your audition. And then we'll also be able to see more of your face and more of your acting style. However, if you find out about the audition a day before, we don't want that to stop you from auditioning. So just to be as familiar with the piece as possible. So memorization isn't required, but... Highly recommended. Yeah, and for the newer actors, I always suggest reading the piece multiple times, but you really should read it out loud. You should not just sit in a chair in a corner reading it. You should get up on your feet and really walk through how you might do that scene if you were that real person. So that's what I recommend as a theater teacher for anybody out there that's going to audition that's never done this before. Yeah. Read it out loud to yourself. Even have a friend be your other in the piece. Other means like who you're talking to in the piece. Or if you don't have someone to talk to in your head, imagine who you would be talking to with the monologue and that will help emotionally clarify it for you. And also helps to to sometimes work with a mirror nearby so you can kind of Mm -hmm. like see what your facial expressions are looking like when you're saying certain lines. That way you can kind of really feel the emotion come out of it. Audition, do it. Yes, don't let the script stand in your way, everyone. Audition for off-book antics. And if you're stumped on any of the audition monologues, you can email our email on the website and I would be happy to give you some tips. 
I hope everybody listening follows Off Book Antics online on Instagram and also checks out their website at offbookantics.org. This sounds like a really awesome opportunity for teenagers ages 14 to 18. We need more theater groups yeah. in the area. We we really do. I highly support it's this so endeavor. It's so important. Yeah. You should be proud of yourself. Thank you. Yeah. You sh- this podcast is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you should be very proud of yourself. I always love it when I see high schoolers taking charge and making art. So congratulations. Yeah. And even if you feel like you're not going to go into theater when you're older. It still is something that can benefit everyone. Not only does it teach you collaborative skills, but it's also deep scene work is something that helps everyone. And it's just so fun. You get to And it's fun. make friends and get on stage and and just have a great time. It's just a great and getting over your fear. Like that's there's a lot of stage fright out there, mm-hmm. right? Get out there and just get up there and see what you got. It's yeah. so much fun. Yeah. Maybe it's a little bit fun. Maybe just yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations, Caroline. I'm wicked excited to see your show in March um, at the Northampton Center of the Arts. And I encourage everybody to check out Off Book Antics at offbookantics.org. Yeah. Thank okay. you so much for having me. Thank this you is so awesome. much for coming in today. This has been Spotlight On. Spotlight On is produced at Holyoke Media in Holyoke, Massachusetts. Spotlight On is a resource for all things theater education, from lesson planning to how to produce a show on a budget, fundraising, teaching ELL students, inclusivity in the theater classroom, professional development, and so much more. Tune in each week for a new guest in the Spotlight that will share all things theater education. 